everybody. Welcome to Points of Articulation, episode 194. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Phil Theobald. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? All right. Good. Yeah, I went to go see that uh, Tomb Raider movie yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, with uh, Angelina Jolie. She's, she's great. Uh-huh. She's great. In whatever she does, she's uh, just a fine actor all around. A big fan. Big fan. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know Arnold Rimmer was in it. Yeah, too. he he plays uh, her butler, uh-huh. dude from uh, Red Dwarf, one of my favorite <laughs> uh, favorite British sci-fi comedy series. Yeah, that's a good. Movie. I'm surprised they're showing that in theaters. I mean, that's that movie's uh, more than a couple years old now. I, I saw the new Tomb Raider. Oh, wait, there's a new Tomb Raider. There's a new Tomb Raider. A uh, new. To- well, what what's Angelina? I mean, it's been a while. Angelina Jolie's, you know. You know, she's gotten a little older. You know, she's still uh, uh, jumping around and, and doing those Tomb Raider moves as well as she used to. Uh, surprisingly, she wasn't in this one. I don't understand. Yeah, they got a new new uh, Lara Croft. Oh, there's a new a new Tomb Raider. Uh-huh. Who's, uh, who's the Tomb Raider this time? Uh, Alicia Vikander, I think is her name. She's from Ex Machina. Oh, okay, okay. Was it Was it good? Oh, it was, it was solid. I mean, it was a video game movie. But. Okay, okay. You, you don't sound super enthusiastic, but uh, you don't sound super offended either. I enjoyed it. Okay. I mean, it was not a great movie, but overall I had a good time. But it was a fun movie. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, there we go. New Tomb Raider movie, it's acceptable. <laughs> New Tomb Raider movie, it's okay. <laughs> Slap it on the posters. There you go. Uh, so we're going to talk about a uh, couple things, but our big topic, our big topic yeah. for this episode, points yeah. of articulation, mm-hmm. Toys R Us. What about it? Toys R Us. It's uh, the all the the U.S. stores are closing. Wait, when did this happen? Yeah, just you know, just a f- couple days ago. What? Yeah. Who? No one told me. <laughs> My goodness, I got. Dude, I, I have like a thousand dollars in gift cards. I have to go. Moms and dads, are you looking for a bicycle, tricycle, football? Looking for a model kit, chess set, doll? Something for game time, playtime, fun time? Well, stop your looking and start to shop, and it's a store that has them all. The world's biggest Toys 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 R Us. Us. The biggest selection. Toys R Us. So yeah, Toys R Us. They filed for bankruptcy for for a Chapter 11 uh, protection or something like that a few months back. And now it's... uh, It is... is, is. Doomsday is here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they couldn't make it work, at least in the United States of America. Yeah, it's a real bummer. Yeah, Canada is is keeping their Toys R Uses. Uh, so far, so far, yeah, yeah, they're talking about trying to sell off uh, Toys R Us Canada. Okay, but but not so much here in the U.S. No, in the so. U.S., all the Toys R Us stores are either going to be sold or uh, just closed. Yeah. And it sounds like it's happening pretty quickly, right? Like in the next few days, they might start liquidating their inventory and all that stuff. Yeah. Man. It's a bummer. Yes, it is. 
Um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, start off with a little timeline I created uh, oh. from various sources. Mm-hmm. So if it's not accurate, blame the internet. <laughs> uh, so the story of Toys R Us begins in 1948. My goodness. When Charles Lazarus starts selling baby furniture out of his father's bike shop in Washington, D.C. Wait, Toys R Us was founded by a dude named Lazarus? Yes. Oh, this toy company ain't dead. <laughs> no, I've seen I've seen this comic book. I know how this works. We think it's dead. But uh, a couple months from now, and uh, Toys R Us is going to rise out of that pit and uh, we have to uh, defeat it all over again. Mhm. I know how this works. <laughs> okay, so yeah, or going. we could just go to Canada where Toys R Us still is. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is also true. I mean, Canada is like where the place where a lot of things still exist. I got Dunkaroos from Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, can you? Did you get them at Target in Canada? No, unfortunately. Unfortunately, <laughs> Target does not exist there. No, no, no. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so as toys are added to this uh, this bike store, the the bike shop is renamed uh, Children's Supermart. Huh. Uh, in 1952, Lazarus opens his own store uh, called Baby Furniture and Toy Supermarket. Oh. And the toy supermarkets become known as Toys R Us in 1957, beginning ah. with a store in Rockville, Maryland. Ah, I had no idea. There you go. That's uh, cool. In 1966, Toys R Us is acquired by Interstate Department Stores Incorporated. And, uh-huh. But uh, Lazarus remains as the manager of the chain. In 1969, Jeffrey the Giraffe becomes the brand mascot. Oh, nice. Earlier print ads in the 1950s featured Dr. G. Raff. Dr. G. Raff? Yep, that was the previous mascot. That's, uh... Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's simply awful. Uh, 1974, Interstate files for bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. Uh, 1978, Toys R Us goes public. No. Uh, by the late 90s, Toys R Us faces some stiff competition from places like Walmart. Uh, yeah, of in course. Fact, in 1998, Toys R Us falls behind Walmart in toy sales. Oh. On July 21st, 2005, Toys R Us goes from being a publicly traded company to a privately owned entity when Bain Capital Partners LLC, Colberg Kravis Roberts, also known as KKR, and Vernado Realty invest $1.3 billion to complete a $6.6 billion leveraged buyout. Ah, uh, yes. Bain Capital. Mm-hmm. Some might call this the beginning. Of Toys R Us's reckoning. Yeah, because the buyout saddles Toys R Us with $5.3 billion in debt. Ooh, man. Uh, Toys R Us pays $400 million a year in an effort to pay this off. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, they were in a bad spot. Yeah. Uh, 2013 is the last time the company shows an annual profit. Uh, but until as recently as 2017, 15% of U.S. toy revenue came from Toys R Us. So they still oh. had a big market share. Right, right. They just had so much debt they couldn't uh, couldn't make up for it. Yeah. Uh, on September 18th, 2017, Toys R Us files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, like you talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, in January of 2018, Toys R Us announces plans to close 182 U.S. stores. Yep. 
On March 14th, 2018, it's announced that all UK Toys R Us stores were expected to close within six weeks. Later that same day, Toys R Us employees are told that all 791 of the remaining U.S. Toys R Us stores would close or be sold. Uh, hmm. This will result in more than 30,000 people losing their jobs in the U.S. alone. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, that really sucks. That is not cool. Uh, Toys R Us chief executive uh, Dave Brandon explains in his statement to the Toys R Us employees, quote, we had fundamentally a devastating holiday performance. We massively underperformed versus what we had expected, which means we massively underperformed what we had promised to our DIP, debtor in possession, uh, mm-hmm. lenders, and the people who advanced us the dollars we needed to operate through the bankruptcy process. It dug a huge hole and put a tremendous amount of pressure on the company because the covenants that we had negotiated as part of the financing all became busted. When that happened, lenders became justifiably nervous about their ability to recover their investment in the company, and they could uh, they could see that after the holiday season is over, we're a company that consumes cash. And Brandon also says, The vendors who at times who have been less than cooperative, customers who in some cases have not been as supportive as we wish they had been, you have no idea how many of them are emailing me now saying that don't you dare let Toys R Us go away. And certainly members of the media who have had a great time using us as their whipping posts over the last few months. I believe that all of them will live to regret, will live to regret what is happening to to our company. (laughs) He followed that statement with, My goodness. Yeah. That is that is the birth of a supervillain speech right there. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> we'll live to regret this. Uh, on March 15, 2018, an official press release says that Toys R Us is pursuing a sale process for its operations in Canada, Asia, and Central Europe. Uh, okay. Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Uh, the operations in Australia, France, Poland, Portugal, and Spain are considering their options. Hmm. Uh, up to 200 of the best-performing U.S. stores could be folded into the Toys R Us Canada sale. Huh. Uh, Toys R Us Canada later releases its own press release stating that it will continue its operations as normal. Wow. And that is the story of Toys R Us. Crazy. I had no idea about that uh, rich history of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's just talk about... Uh, some fond memories we have of Toys R Us. Or maybe not yeah. so fond. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you're happy it's going away. I don't know. I'm delighted that 33,000 people are losing their jobs. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Hooray. What a great day. <laughs> no, that's, that's, uh, no, it's terrible. It's, it's a bummer. Um, I mean, certainly you don't want that many people out of, out of work. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of really fond memories of Toys R Us. You know, I mean, that was where, that was, that was like the toy store for me when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly there were, there were other, uh, toy stores. I, I, you know, I grew up in the 80s, uh, as did you. Right. Um, as did Ernest Klein. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Very clearly. Um, so yeah, there were other uh, toy stores around. Yeah, you had your KB Toys. Uh, there was a, a, a Children's Palace, I believe, was the uh, the other big uh, toy store uh, that existed, um, at least in the uh, Midwest, like in the kind of Chicago 
uh, yeah, I've never, I've never heard of that one. Or was it? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I just just did a little research. Uh, Child World, hmm. a Child World, which also uh, operated under the names Children's Palace. Uh, it was a uh, it was another big uh, uh, toy chain. Uh, they had, like the, the stores had like kind of a, a castle motif to them. Uh, but you know, so there were, there were, you know, the, the child's world, child's or children's palace, uh, your KB toys, but, uh, the one that was most prevalent in my area, certainly the one that had the most locations, um, certainly the one that seemed to have the biggest, uh, selection to, to, uh, to me when I was a kid was, uh, of course, Toys R Us. And, you know, every time I would uh, be out shopping with my mom, I would I would beg to go to Toys R Us to look at the toys. And, uh, yeah, lots of fond memories of just, you know, various uh, yeah, Transformers and Lego sets that, that I would convince my folks to buy me on a trip to, to Toys R Us yeah. uh, back in the day. I remember distinctly when the uh, Dinobots were out and I would go to Toys R Us all the time looking for Dinobots. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the original G1 Dinobots. Of um, course. Uh and then yeah, of course the rows of video game flaps. Of, yeah, yeah the just, classic. Just looking at the back of those boxes uh and uh yeah, the cage full of games. It was cool stuff. Um it's it's a real shame, especially now, because Toys R Us is one of the few places that you can actually find some toys like you found you just found some toys that you only saw at toys r us <laughs> i i did if if uh if we have time to get into uh our our new purchases and stuff uh well, this we week, can at least I talk will. about this one okay yeah so um i I took my son we're recording on sunday uh march eighteenth uh yesterday uh saturday the seventeenth I took my son to the local uh toys r us here in town which as Justin and I have talked about on the show plenty of times, is a terrible Toys R Us. It's, it's really bad. <laughs> it's an awful, awful uh, store. Um, uh, you know, not that is not condemning the entire company because there are still some really nice uh, Toys R Us stores. Uh, this particular one, though, uh, here by us is not one of the good ones. <laughs> but I took him there yesterday just to to see what it was like. Uh, to see if they had started any sales or anything like that. Uh, they had not started any sales, but I'll tell you what, an imminent closure uh, certainly uh, brings people out because that place was jam-packed. Uh, the parking lot was completely full. I had to go in uh, uh, next door to the Toys R Us. There's like a, a, I don't know if it was like an office depot or something like that has that has been closed uh, for some time. So I had to actually go into the uh, abandoned parking lot next door, uh, which was also completely full, and I had to drive around for a bit. And I eventually found a parking space in there, but uh, but yeah, the place was was super crowded. And we go in and we're looking around, and uh, yeah, I found some uh, uh, knockoff Lego sets uh, that are uh, C three. Construction toys, uh, I believe they, uh, you know, they 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 do like 
you know, Lego compatible bricks. And I believe they have like the WWE license and a couple other uh, licenses like that. Yeah, they're not great. No, they they really are not. Um, actually, I'm going to look at Yeah, they have the uh, NBA license. They have the WWE license and the Shopkins license. Uh, just going off their website, uh, c3toys.com. Uh, but they also, uh, they don't have this on their website, uh, but they did get the license to produce uh, uh, little sets based on retro arcade games. And they have uh, uh, little arcade cabinets. You know, they're just little uh, mini arcade cabinets that are like four bucks a piece. Uh, there's like Frogger and Space Invaders and Cubert and stuff like that. Uh, and then they also have for ten dollars uh, buildable uh, figures, uh, kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't want to say like the brickheads, like Legos brickheads, because they're not really stylized in any way. Um, or the uh, what's the 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 other line that uh, uh, oh the Mega Blocks, uh, yeah, the Mega Blocks. Yeah, the Kubros, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of like that, just in, in terms of, like, size and stuff, but they're not really stylized. But there's a uh, – you can get a big brick-built Cubert uh, and Centipede and Frogger. And uh, if you if you head to my Twitter account, at WhimsicalPhil, I've posted uh, pictures of the boxes that those guys came in so you can kind of see what they look like. I even uh, – I haven't put together any of the big figures yet, but I did – build one of the little arcade cabinets and uh, uh, put it up next to a Lego minifigure. And that's, they're actually scaled pretty well to the minifigures. Um, so you can see what those look like if you want to. But yeah, I found those at Toys R Us and you know, it doesn't seem like people really know about them. I, you know, I'm assuming they're new just because I haven't seen anyone talking about them online. Uh, they're certainly not up on the, the C3's uh, official website yet. But, uh, but yeah, they're out there at Toys R Us of all places. Yeah, so. I mean, Toys R Us, was a, because it was a toy-dedicated store, it's a place where you could find a lot of different kinds of toys that you couldn't yeah. find at you know, Target or Walmart. That is true. I, as far as I know... Uh, like the C three construction kits. I do, I, I'm pretty sure Target does not carry them, and I have no idea if Walmart does. But I mean, I would be kind of surprised if they do. Yeah, they want to carry the proven sellers. I mean, obviously right. Lego and Mega Blocks. Right, right, exactly. So, yeah, it's very strange. Uh, we asked the listeners on Twitter what uh what they thought about all this. But we also got an email yeah. from a listener who uh, was reaching out before we had even announced we were doing anything about Toys R Us. Hmm. Uh, he, he reached out and said, hey, I used to work at Toys R Us. Uh, would you mind if I shared some thoughts? And I said, yeah, go for it. Uh, that, yeah, that'd cool. Be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so here is his letter. Uh, Tyree here, a longtime fan, and I thought I'd share a little bit about my Toys R Us experience. Uh, I started as a seasonal cashier at TRU during the 2011 holiday season. Before I knew it, I had been there nearly six years and had done just about everything at my little store in Indiana. 
uh, price and sales coordinator, HR supervisor, core toy supervisor, electronic supervisor, and back of house supervisor, bouncing yeah. around to wherever the store needed me. I believe it was this instability that brought on the downfall of the toy giant. Toys R Us could never figure out where to focus and what to invest in. The store always struggled to keep up with the times, something that was very clear with just one glance at the website. But they would continue <laughs> to put money into strange and random things like an online video streaming service, uh, ToysRUsMovies.com, that launched and quickly faded away in 2012. Man, uh, I don't even remember that. Yeah, I don't remember that either. Uh... While customer alternatives like Target and Amazon became more and more competitive with pricing, TRU continued to stick with their bump-up program, making the most expensive place in town to buy toys. Hmm. Uh, yeah, making it the most expensive place in town to buy toys. Uh, even simple things like pre-ordering a video game was archaic and difficult. No computer system in place at all, just physical paper cards that had to be hand-tracked by the store. Uh, I love getting paid to help people buy toys, but after the 2017 holiday season, the writing was on the wall, so I got the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> I by no means want to see our last standalone toy store go away, but sadly, the on they only have themselves to blame with their poor planning and organization. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the crippling debt they were saddled <laughs> with didn't help. <laughs> but, yeah. but, I mean, that's you know that's not to say that... Toys R Us did everything perfectly otherwise. Yeah, they I mean, as, I mean, as evidenced here. Clearly, they did put weird, they're putting forward weird initiatives. Yeah. When they should have just reinvested in their own existing stores. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, the, the kind of jacking up the price thing is not, not untrue. I mean, how many times on, on our show have we talked about how we never buy Lego sets from, Toys R Us because of the the Toys R Us tax. Yep, you know, uh, more often than not, uh, you go to to Toys R Us and the Lego sets are like five to ten to sometimes fifteen dollars more than uh, the retail price of the set. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's uh, that that couldn't help. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, when people have a device where they can compare prices right away. Well, that's just it, yeah. That's, yeah. It's not a good look to see a Lego set that's $15 more than you yeah. can buy a Lego's own website. Yeah. Well, you know, it's terrible. Um, I went to, uh, well, like, what, two weeks ago, I I don't know if I talked about it on, on our show, but I uh, bought a uh, an Xbox One S uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, because Crackdown is backwards compatible now, and I love Crackdown. But I uh, I wanted to get some other games for it, and I stopped by Toys R Us. And I figured, oh, I'll look and see what they have at Toys R Us. Maybe I can get a, a game or two for cheap. And I was looking, and they had the uh, Rare Replay game. Mm -hmm. you know, the collection of all, like, Rare's old games, which I wanted to get. And... I go over to their game section and I look and it's like 30 bucks. They're charging 30 bucks for this rare replay. And I bust out my phone and I go to Amazon and Amazon is selling brand new copies for like $12. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not going to pay more than double what this game is worth at this point for, uh, you know, to, to get it at Toys R Us. Right. You know, so. 
So I just, you know, that's, it's one of their problems. Yeah. I, they were in a difficult position though, because if they did price match, they may not get as much profit theoretically or, right. you know, I mean, oh, either, yeah. I either mean, way they're kind of screwed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, a, it's, it's not an enviable position to be in. Certainly. Um, let's see. Let's, uh, let's see some other, let's see some tweets. Um, so we asked, uh, what you missed or, or if you have any fond memories of Toys R Us or if you miss anything about Toys R Us and, uh, at Warren MSP says video game flaps are mine. Though it's more of a children's palace kid. Well, you wasn't go. too big locally when I was a kid. Okay. But video game flaps, that was a big deal. Um, when we were growing up. Yep. Yes, it was. Um, should we tell a little bit about what those are? I mean, there's... Yeah, I mean, there's probably people out there who aren't familiar. Yeah. So, so uh, Toys R Us, back in the 80s, uh, their video game section was very different than what it is now. Now you, you go into a Toys R Us, they have the dedicated R-Zone section of the store. Where it's it's kind of you know separated from the rest of the store, uh, I, you know either by shelving or by a little uh, security uh, uh, scanner things, and they have all the video games in glass cabinets on display that way. Uh, back in the eighties, however, the uh, the video games were. Well, the the layout of Toys R Us stores back in the 80s was completely different than it is nowadays. It was mostly just huge aisles, mm-hmm. you know, just from the front of the store to the back of the store, just giant aisles running all the way back. You know, it wasn't uh, kind of broken up into little sections, like kind of sections of aisles the way it is now. It was just like one big store full of aisles. And there would be like two aisles dedicated to video games. And uh, if you wanted uh, to, to get the uh, video game systems, that one aisle was basically just like a giant glass display case where they would actually have the systems out of their box set up. It's like a museum the... almost. Yeah, it really was. Uh, yeah, because you could get a, a nice view of what the system looked like out of the package and set up and you could see the controllers and everything. And it was a really cool way to display and sell the systems. And then they would have either above or below, I don't exactly remember, but, uh, you know, right by the systems uh, in the display case, there would be a little uh, a little plastic pouch with paper tags in it. And if you wanted one of the systems, you would take the matching tag for it and just hang on to it and carry it around the store with you. And then eventually uh, go up to the counter to pay for it. But um, and, y- and then usually like the next aisle over would be where the video games were. And instead of having the games out on display or, or behind a case or anything, uh, it would just be a huge wall full of plastic flaps. And these flaps had uh, a nice color uh, uh copy of the game's cover on the front and then you could lift the flap up and it would have a nice color uh, copy of the the back of the box 
and they would have this for every game. And you could go through and just see a wall full of every game available for the system just sitting there on display, and you could flip up and read the back of the box, look at the screenshots. And likewise, right underneath the the game's box flap, there would be another little pouch full of uh, paper slips that you would take off and it would, the paper slip would have the name of the game and the price really big. So you would just pick whatever, take the slip of whatever game you wanted. And uh, you just have those walking around the store and then you'd go up to the register. You would hand them your slips. They would scan the slips in, you would pay for them. And then they would tell you, okay, now just go over to the video game pickup area and they'll give you your games. And you would go over there with your slips, with your receipt showing that you paid for them. And this was, I mean, for as as great as seeing that giant wall full of uh, video game boxes that you could just flip up and read everything without having to, to bug people or anything, as great as that was, the real magic of this system was going over to the pickup area. Yeah. I mean, at least for me. No, it was for me too. Yeah, I mean, because it was it was basically like a giant cage, and it was like partitioned off uh, from the rest of the store, and you would go over to a little window, and there's you know there's like kind of a, a big glass partition in between you and the person who's inside the cage area, and you stand there, and the person comes up. And you slide your receipt and your slips in, and then they would go back, because this is where they stored all the games, they would go back and find the games and bring them out to you. And as a kid, you can, you know, you're you're peeking in, you know, you're up on your tiptoes looking over the counter, and you can just see this sort of tantalizing peak of inside this cage and it's just floor to ceiling video game consoles and boxes and boxes of, of brand new video games. And you could just see just enough in there to, to make it seem like this kind of magical dream realm where like every video game ever is being stored Mm -hmm. and they're going back there and they're finding the one that you purchased and then they bring it out to you and they slide it through the little uh you know the little hole in the partition and uh and then you got your game and it was just it it just added this uh little level of mystique to buying games that that just you know you don't get uh through any other uh, uh, method of purchase, whether you're buying it online or just going into a, another store and just having someone unlock a cabinet and pull a game out for you. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was a really cool way. And I'm, I, you know, I, I'm, they, I'm sure that they didn't take that into consideration when they were designing <laughs> that system. It wasn't like this, this is going to be the most magical way for kids to get games. It was probably just a, this is a way to keep video games off the shelves where people will steal them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it was a really cool way of, of getting the games as a kid. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, yeah. and, and sometimes I would, you know, take one of those slips and hide it somewhere. <laughs> Cause I didn't have the money yet. 
I did the exact same thing. <laughs> that was uh, that was a, a, a primitive hold system. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, if you don't have the money for uh, for that Contra game on NES, well, maybe I take the slip and put it in my pocket and take it home with me. Yeah. <laughs> and when I have the money in like two weeks, I bring that slip back to Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and hopefully they still have it. <laughs> Because I still have the slip. Exactly. So, yeah, I did that a couple times myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really stealing. No, it's just a piece of paper and you bring it it's... back so you can buy the game. Exactly. <laughs> when you were talking about those uh, big aisles, it just brought me back to the Nickelodeon uh, Super Toy Run. Oh, jeez. Remember those? Those were the, That was the, the ultimate dream yeah. when you were a kid. Winning a shopping spree at Toys R Us? Yeah. Where you have, like, five minutes and a shopping cart. And you could just, like, run through the store and dump whatever you can into the cart. That would have been so great. That was just... Yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, I wish I could do this. Yeah, that was that was a very popular contest. Like, Nickelodeon would have uh, promotions like that. I remember, like, some cereal boxes... Yeah, would have the the win a shopping spree at Toys R Us kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the idea was always like, yeah, you have like five minutes or something to just run through the store and whatever you can fit in your cart in five minutes is yours to keep. And uh, obviously I never won any such contest. <laughs> right. Uh, no one I knew ever won any such contest. But yeah, I remember having serious conversations with my friends about winning that contest and <laughs> the best strategies. W- yeah, exactly. Like, what would you do? Would you go straight to the video game aisle? Would you just, you know, could you just start throwing those little tags into your cart and that would count? <laughs> you know, do they give you access to the, to the, to the video game cage area? You know, are you allowed to go back there for the shopping spree to like, just fill up your cart with games? Or do you, you know, do you go for the the action figure aisle? Do you get as many you know, Star Wars or or you know, Masters of the Universe toys as you can to uh, to to balance out the video games? So it was, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> it was a fun sort of uh, thought experiment. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the equivalent of these days. Like, what if you won the lottery? Or mm-hmm. what if you had a bunch of Bitcoin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, continuing with this. Uh, at Tacoma Prime, I totally remember going, grabbing the slip of paper and taking it to the locked area to pick up NES games. There it is. Yep. At RW Web A, uh, got my brick Game Boy there on my birthday with uh, Mario Land and Kirby. Nice. Uh at Thorbon 3, one time while on a road trip as a kid, one of my t- uh, one of the tires pretty much exploded on the highway. A Toys R Us was by, us, uh, was by the mechanic, got Speedy Gonzales for Game Gear, and my sister got a 1996 Olympic Gymnast Barbie. The end. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Uh, at Mr. Mr. Nelson... Back when Transformers were all in boxes to walk down an entire aisle where all one side were stacks of figures, that was amazing. Oh, yeah. Two years earlier, I loved looking at the aisle full of Masters of the Universe figures and vehicles. It still makes me happy as a memory. Yep. 
uh, at Figure Fan Zero. I remember my parents taking me there for one of my birthdays and letting me run wild. I came home with my first three Transformers, Optimus Prime, Thundercracker, and Prowl. It was truly a magical place. Yeah, not not bad choices either Yeah, for uh, those figures. I remember back in the day, um, again, you know, mid-80s, uh, I... And we, we, I'm sure we've talked about this on the the show before. But back in the day, um, you know, when you know you, you had, you know, you only had so much of a toy budget, uh, and and by toy budget I mean your parents' toy budget. I don't mean of like course. oh, I'm, it's it's yeah, it's not like what what I spend my money on to get toys. It's my parents are only going to buy me X number of toys a year. What do I? ask them for, um, you know, some kids that I knew had kind of a scattershot approach where it's like, you know, they had a bunch of GI Joes and some He-Man and some Transformers and some Lego and stuff like that. See, you know, they have kind of a little bit of everything. Uh, whereas I was always really just kind of focused on one toy line at a time. Uh, yeah, I was like, when I was uh, younger, I was really into, uh, like the Star Wars toys, the old Star Wars toys back in the early 80s when like Empire and Return of the Jedi were in theaters and Star Wars toys were everywhere. That was what I was super, super into. And then 1984 rolls around and it's kind of convenient because it's like right around the time when the Star Wars line is dying down because there's no movies after Jedi. Yeah, at least for a little while. Uh but that's when Transformers started rising up, and I was like, ooh, I was getting really into Transformers. And, you know, again, at the same time, you had G.I. Joe, you had Masters of the Universe uh, gaining a lot of popularity. But I was so into Transformers, that's what I was really, really into. Um, but I remember getting a phone call, and it was right around my birthday, if I remember correctly, which I may not. This was a long time ago. But it was some some gift-giving occasion uh, where uh, I was at home and I had gotten a call uh, from my mom. And I, I pick up the phone and it's my mom and she's at Toys R Us. And, you know, again, this is, this is before cell phones or anything like that. So my mom is at the Toys R Us using their payphone to call me. Because Toys R Us is back in the day, they'd usually have like a payphone uh, back by their restrooms. So my mom is calling me and she tells me she's at Toys R Us. She wants to get me something for, let's say, my birthday. Uh, but they have a couple of cool toys there that she thinks I would like, but she wants to know which one I wanted. And the choices she had, uh, one of them was a Star Wars ship, you know, a big... Uh, Star Wars. I forget exactly what it was. If it was like one of the Tie Fighters or, or, or like a B Wing or something like that. But it was one of the kind of late release, uh, Star Wars ships. Or uh, the other one she saw that she thought I might like was uh, a big Transformer uh, called Metroplex. And this was the and yeah, and again, this is mid eighties, so there's no internet. Uh, as far as I know, there was no, like, toy magazines or anything like that. So, at least I would learn about new toys when I saw them in stores. 
or if one of my friends at school told me about them. But I had never heard of Metroplex because he hadn't shown up in the cartoons yet or anything like that. And I asked her why. I was like, well, what, what does it turn into? And she says, well, it's really big. And the box says it turns into a city. And my mind was just like, I couldn't comprehend that <laughs> as a kid. I was just like, wait, what? Because <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, Transformers turn into cars and jets and maybe like a, a cassette player or a dinosaur. But she's like, it turns into a city. And I was just like, I don't understand. What does that mean? How does a robot turn into a, an entire city? And, you know, it's, it's, she's, she's a mom and she's just reading the box and she's just like, well, it just says it turns into a city. It looks like it's got some ramps on it. And there's like some buildings in the, in, on the background, it looks like. So, and I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. It was just such a, a weird concept to me. And I was just like, and, and again, at that point, I had drifted away from my uh, Star Wars collection and was kind of going full bore into Transformers. I was like, well, I got to have this Metroplex. I got to see what this Metroplex is, a robot that turns into a city. So she ended up buying that for me for, again, birthday, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's just, again, a really fond memory of, you know, just having these, you know, multiple great options so it's like you know if you're gonna get like a, a cool tie fighter you're gonna get like a cool transformer there's no way to lose in that scenario you're gonna get an awesome toy regardless but then just you know finding out learning about these new awesome toys just by going into the store or having someone go into the store and and call you and tell you oh look what i just found you know this weird thing you've never heard of but it's awesome so so it was a simpler time, but but you know one that uh, I I do have fond memories for. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah. I guess as we're winding down, uh, it's just it's sad. I have mm-hmm. a lot of fond memories of Toys R Us, um, and there's going to be a, there's no real. I mean, there's no major dedicated toy store anymore. Yeah. Although, you know what? I'm going to – I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, I'm looking at uh, TFW 2005. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? I did not. TFW 2005 is a big Transformers uh, fan site. Mm-hmm. Uh, their top story at the moment uh, is uh, lighting, Light Our Darkest Hour, KB Toys to Reopen? What? Question mark? Um. And I'm just I'm just going to read their little post here real quick. Uh, that headline might be or maybe a little dramatic, but given the sour news about Toys R Us, we have a ray of hope from an unlikely source. A LinkedIn article by Elia Kassoff, owner of Strategic Marks LLC, has gone up stating the group's intention to reopen the now defunct KB Toy Store. This plan has been in the works for the last six months, and with the news of Toys R Us, the group intends to accelerate their plans to reopen the stores by Christmas time with a new business plan. This business plan would be uh, would be to follow a strict formula to quote bring back the experiences we loved as a child, just as you remembered them unquote. The group is looking at why KB Toys initially failed and to make sure those mistakes won't be made again. 
The intent with their business model is to withstand both online as well as other large competitors. The sh- uh, the short term. As well as the long-term, the Lincoln Post encourages distributors, toy manufacturers, industry heads, ex-KB toy executives, and Toys R Us employees to reach out to them. Hmm. So. Maybe? Yeah, you know, maybe. Maybe KB? Maybe KB. Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't do much research into it, but I did see that Bain Capital was involved with KB Toys as well. Ah, so there you go. So that, <laughs> so, so talking about uh, they're looking at why KB Toys initially failed. Eh, kind of the same thing. Uh, same reason the Toys R Us is failing right now. Also, KB Toys was always more expensive. And... Yeah, well, KB Toys, uh, as far as I know, did not – and correct me if I'm wrong or if you know, but I, I think KB Toys only existed in malls. Yes, I believe that's true. Like Toys R Us, they, you know, they're, of course, they have standalone stores you know, everywhere. Uh, KB Toys, I believe – only had locations within malls. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be paying for for you know mall rent. So you know so so which can be expensive. You know if you if you're uh, going to put a store inside a nice mall, yeah. You're going to be paying a lot for to to rent that space. Uh and of course to make up that that uh excessive rent, you're going to have to jack up your prices some. Mm-hmm. So but you know who knows? I mean, this is—I don't know how reliable uh, this this source is. Um, you know, this, uh, this strategic marks LLC uh, article. Um, but you know, maybe uh, maybe a ray of uh, hope. Yeah, I hope so. I Not mean, necessarily for Toys R Us, certainly, but no, but that, that uh, the U.S. might get a dedicated toy retailer uh, mm-hmm. back. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, there's definitely a market for it. Not only did Toys R Us have a, a good market share, but mm-hmm. I mean, Toys R Us had a lot of exclusives, and I'm wondering where they're going to go. Yeah, because uh, like a lot of things were lined up for Toys R Us, you know, as exclusives and. I'm sure we'll find out by Comic-Con, if not sooner, uh, what what the plans are for those or those uh, exclusives. Yeah, exactly. I will say. I will say Toys R Us is always really good about stocking their exclusive toys. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, you know, I went... Uh, I went there, and uh, they still had uh, uh, even even the Toys R Us by us, which, as we've said, is a terrible Toys R Us. Yeah, uh, they they did have a lot of their exclusive toys out on the shelves. Um, you know, there's some exclusive uh, Mega Bloks sets uh, that you can only get at Toys R Us that they had there. Uh, uh, I was looking around; they had like uh, Funko Pops. Exclusive Funko Pops uh, out on the shelves. Uh, uh, more relevant to our interests, they had uh, their exclusive Transformers um, still in stock. You know, there's a um, uh, the the Voltron, uh, the big Voltron box set where you get all five lions in one big box for like a hundred bucks. Uh, that is a Toys R Us exclusive. That they you know, still had on the shelf. 
Yeah, there's a lot of uh, exclusive uh, minifigures, Lego minifigures. At yeah, Toys R Us, and I don't, yeah. I don't know where they're going to go. I mean, I yeah, assume exactly. Lego would sell it themselves, but yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I bring up Funko Pops, and you know, you know what big Funko Pop fans we are. Oh yeah, the biggest. Yes, uh, there is. If you go to Toys R Us's website, um, they have an exclusive uh, Funko Pop coming out of Jeffrey the Giraffe. Mm. It is a flocked uh, toy, uh, meaning it's got you know it's, it's fuzzy. It's got little little fuzz on it. Uh, but it, yeah, it's a Toys R Us branded. Uh, Jeffrey the Giraffe Funko Pop. It is scheduled to be released, according to the website, on March 25th. Hmm. And you cannot order it online. It just says coming soon. So I'm just like, is is this going to happen still? Uh, I, mean, this, I would assume they still have stock. Yeah. So they right. have to get rid of it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 odd timing <laughs> for for an exclusive uh, toy of their mascot but uh i i may try to get one yeah me too yeah so keep an eye out uh that uh 25th that's oh that's a week from today actually it's next sunday is when those are supposed to be in stock so yeah might make a an interesting collectible to have yeah something to remember toys R Us by exactly well, I certainly have that uh, Jeffrey the Draft Lego set. Me too. Yes, that ultra creepy <laughs> uh, brick built uh, Jeffrey, which I uh, will point out you can still get in some stores. Oh, you know what? I just checked on their website. Uh, it is out of stock online. I'm sure there's a lot of people trying to get Toys R Us memorabilia now. Oh, yeah. that It was in style. Like, I looked yesterday, and it was still in stock online. Uh, so someone, probably, yeah, probably a lot of people popped online and bought that. Because yeah. it was only six bucks. Yeah, anything Toys R Us branded, people are going to start scooping up. Yeah, for sure. So, there you go. Yeah. I think that is a show. Okay. Uh, if you'd like to reach us, you could do so on Twitter. We're at POA Podcast, Facebook.com slash points of articulation, or email POA pod at gmail.com. Uh, you could subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or on Google Play Music, and we're also on Stitcher Radio. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you later. Bye bye. They got a million toys at Toys R Us that I can play with. I'm a Toys R Us kid. We got the best for so much less. You'll really flip your lid. From bikes to trains to video games. It's the biggest toy store there is. Gee whiz. I don't want to grow up, because maybe if I did, I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. Once a Toys R Us kid, always a Toys R Us kid.